Book Two, Chapter Ten, of the Lancashire Witches. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Andy Minter. The Lancashire Witches, A Romance of Pendle Forest, by William Harrison Ainsworth. Book Two, Pendle Forest, Chapter Ten. Roger Knoll and his double. The magistrate was ushered by the lady into a small chamber opening out of the entrance hall, which, in consequence of having only one small narrow window with a clipped yew hedge before it, was extremely dark and gloomy. The walls were covered with sombre tapestry, and on entering Mistress Nutter not only carefully closed the door, but drew the arras before it, so as to prevent the possibility of their conversation being heard outside. These precautions taken, she motioned the magistrate to a chair, and seated herself opposite him. "'We can now deal unreservedly with each other, Master Noel,' she said, fixing her eyes steadily upon him, "'and, as our discourse cannot be overheard and repeated, may use perfect freedom of speech.' "'I am glad of it.' replied Noel, because it will save circumlocution, which I dislike, and therefore, before proceeding further, I must tell you directly and distinctly that if there be aught of witchcraft in what you are about to propose to me, I will have naught to do with it, and our conference may as well never begin. "'Then you really believe me to be a witch?' said the lady. "'I do,' replied Noel, unflinchingly. "'Since you believe this, you must also believe that I have absolute power over you,' rejoined Mistress Nutter, "'and might strike you with sickness, cripple you, or kill you, if I thought fit.' "'I know not that,' returned Noel. "'There are limits even to the power of evil beings, and your charms and enchantments, however strong and baneful, may be wholly inoperative against a magistrate in the discharge of his duty.' "'If it were not so, you would scarcely think it worth while to treat with me.' Hm, exclaimed the lady. "'Now, tell me frankly, what will you do when you depart hence?' "'Ride off with the utmost speed to Whaley,' replied Noel, "'and acquainting Sir Ralph with all that has occurred, claim his assistance, "'and then, with all the force we can jointly muster, "'return hither and finish the work I have left undone.' "'You will forgo this intention,' said Mistress Nutter, with a bitter smile. The magistrate shook his head. Oh, "'I am not easily turned from my purpose,' he remarked. "'But you have not yet quitted Rough Lee,' said the lady, "'and after such an announcement I shall scarce think of parting with you.' "'You dare not detain me,' replied Noel. "'I have Nicholas Asherton's word for my security, and I know he will not break it. "'Besides, you will gain nothing by my detention. "'My absence will soon be discovered, and if living I shall be set free. "'If dead, avenged.' "'That may or may not be,' replied Mistress Nutter. "'And in any case I can, if I choose, wreak my vengeance upon you. "'I am glad to have ascertained your intention.' "'for now I know how to treat with you. "'You shall not go hence, except on certain conditions. "'You have said you will proclaim me a witch, "'and will come back with sufficient force to accomplish my arrest. "'Instead of doing this, 
I advise you to return to Sir Ralph Asherton, and admit to him that you find yourself in error in the respect of the boundaries of the land.' "'Never!' interrupted Noel. "'I advise you to do this,' pursued the lady calmly, "'and I advise you also, on quitting this room, to retract all you have uttered to my prejudice.' in the presence of Nicholas Asherton and other credible witnesses, in which case I will not only lay aside all feelings of animosity towards you, but will make over to you the whole of the land under dispute, and that without purchase money on your part. Roger Nowell was of an avaricious nature, and caught at the bait. "'How, madam?' he cried. "'The whole of the land mine without payment?' "'The whole,' she replied." "'If she should be arraigned and convicted, it will be forfeited to the Crown,' thought Noel. "'The offer is tempting. "'Your attorney is here, and can prepare a conveyance at once,' pursued Mistress Nutter. "'A sum can be stated to lend colour to the proceeding, and I will give you a private memorandum that I will not claim it. "'All I require is that you clear me completely from the dark aspersion cast upon my character,' and you abandon your projects against my adopted daughter Alison, as well as against those two poor old women, Mothers Demdike and Chattox. "'How can I be sure that I shall not be deluded in the matter?' asked Noel. "'The writing may disappear from the parchment you give me, or the parchment itself may turn to ashes. Such things have occurred in transaction with witches.' "'Or it may be that by consenting to the compact I may imperil my own soul.' "'Tush!' exclaimed Mistress Nutter. "'These are idle fears. "'But it is no idle threat on my part when I tell you you shall not go forth unless you consent.' "'You cannot hinder me, woman,' cried Noel, rising. "'You shall see,' rejoined the lady, making two or three rapid passes before him which instantly stiffened his limbs, and deprived him of the power of motion. "'Now, stir if you can,' she added with a laugh. Noel essayed to cry out, but his tongue refused its office. Hearing and sight, however, were left him, and he saw Mistress Nutter take a large volume, bound in black, from the shelf, and open it at a page covered with cabalistic characters, after which she pronounced some words which sounded like an invocation. As she concluded, the tapestry against the wall was raised, and from behind it appeared a figure in all respects resembling the magistrate. It had the same sharp features, the same keen eyes and bushy eyebrows, the same stoop in the shoulders, the same habiliments. It was, in short, his double. Mistress Nutter regarded him with a look of triumph. "'Since you refuse with my injunctions,' she said, "'your double will prove more tractable.' He will go forth and do all I would have you do, while I have but to stamp upon the floor, and a dungeon will yawn beneath your feet, where you will lie immured till doomsday. The same fate will attend your crafty associate, Master Potts, so that neither of you will be missed. <laughs> the unfortunate magistrate fully comprehended his danger, but he could now neither offer remonstrance nor entreaty. What was passing in his breast seemed known to Mistress Nutter, for she motioned the double to stay, and touching the brow of Noel with the point of her forefinger, instantly restored his power of speech. "'I will give you a last chance,' she said. 
"'Will you obey me now?' "'I must perforce,' replied Noel. "'The contest is too unequal.' "'You may retire, then,' she cried to the double. And stepping backwards, the figure lifted up the tapestry and disappeared behind it. "'I can breathe now that infernal being is gone,' cried Noel, sinking into the chair. "'Oh, madam, you have indeed terrible power.' "'You will do well not to brave it again,' she rejoined. "'Shall I summon Master Potts to prepare the conveyance?' "'Oh, no, no!' cried Noel. "'Oh, you do not desire the land. I will not have it. I shall pay too dearly for it. Only let me get out of this horrible place.' "'Not so quickly, sir,' rejoined Mistress Nutter. "'Before you go hence, I must bind you to the performance of my injunction. Pronounce these words after me.' "'May I become subject to the fiend if I fail in my promise?' "'I will never utter them,' cried Noel, shuddering. "'Then I shall recall your double,' said the lady. "'Hold, hold!' exclaimed Noel. Let, "'Let me know what you require of me.' "'I require absolute silence on your part as to all you have seen and heard here, and cessation of hostility towards me and the persons I have already named.' replied mistress nutter and i require a declaration from you in the presence of the two ashertons that you are fully satisfied of the justice of my claims in respect of the land and that mortified by your defeat you have brought a false charge against me which you now sincerely regret this i require from you and you must ratify that promise by the abjuration i have proposed "'May I become subject to the fiend if I fail in my promise?' The magistrate repeated the words after her. As he finished, mocking laughter, apparently resounding from below, smote his ears. "'Enough!' cried Mistress Nutter triumphantly. "'And now take good heed that you swerve not in the slightest degree from your word, or you are for ever lost.' Again the mocking laughter was heard, and Noel would have rushed forth if Mistress Nutter had not withheld him. "'Stay!' she cried. "'I have not done with you yet. My witnesses must hear your declaration, remember?' And placing her finger upon her lips, in token of silence, she stepped backwards, drew aside the tapestry, and opening the door, called to the two Ashertons, both of whom instantly came to her and were not a little surprised to learn that all differences had been adjusted, and that Roger Nowell acknowledged himself entirely in error, retracting all the charges he had brought against her, while on her part she was fully satisfied with his explanations and apologies, and promised not to entertain any feelings of resentment towards him. "'You have made up the matter, indeed,' cried Nicholas, "'and as Master Roger Nowell is a widower, perhaps a match will come of it. Such an arrangement—' "'This is no occasion for jesting, Nicholas,' interrupted the lady sharply. "'Nay, but I threw out a hint,' rejoined the squire. "'It would set the question of the land for ever at rest.' "'It is set at rest for ever,' replied the lady, with a side look at the magistrate. Oh, "'May I become subject to the fiend if I fail in my promise?' repeated Noel to himself. "'These words bind me like a chain of iron.' "'I must get out of this accursed house as fast as I can.' As if his thoughts had been divined by Mistress Nutter, she here observed to him, 
"'To make our reconciliation complete, Master Noel, "'I must entreat you to pass the day with me. "'I will give you the best entertainment my house affords. "'Nay, I will take no denial. "'And you too, Nicholas, and you, Richard, "'you will stay and keep the worthy magistrate company.' "'The two Ashertons willingly assented, "'but Roger Noel would fain have been excused. "'A look, however, from his hostess enforced compliance.' "'The proposal will be highly agreeable, I am sure, to Master Potts,' remarked Nicholas, with a laugh, "'for though much better in consequence of the balsam applied by Blackadder, he is scarcely in a condition for the saddle.' "'I will warrant him well to-morrow morning,' said Mistress Nutter. "'Where is he?' inquired Noel. "'In the library with Parson Alden.' "'replied Nicholas, making himself as comfortable as circumstances will permit "'with a flask of Rhenish before him.' "'Oh, you will go to him, then,' said Noel. "'Take care what you say to him,' observed Mistress Nutter in a low tone, "'and raising her finger to her lips. "'Heaving a deep sigh, the magistrate then repaired to the library, "'a small room panelled with black oak, "'and furnished with a few cases of ancient tomes.' The attorney and the divine were seated at a table, with a big square-built bottle and long-stemmed glasses before them, and Master Potts, with a wry grimace, excused himself from rising on his respected and singular good client's approach. "'Do not disturb yourself,' said Noel, gruffly. "'We shall not leave roughly to-day.' "'I am glad to hear it,' replied Potts, moving the cushions on his chair, and eyeing the square-built bottle affectionately. "'Nor to-morrow it may be, nor the day after, nor at all, possibly,' said Noel. "'Indeed!' exclaimed Potts, starting and wincing with pain. "'What is the meaning of all this, worthy sir?' "'May I become the subject of the fiend, if I fail in my promise?' rejoined Noel, with a groan. "'What promise, worshipful sir?' cried Potts, staring with surprise. The magistrate got out the words, "'My promise to—' and then he stopped suddenly. "'To Mistress Nutter?' suggested Potts. "'Don't ask me!' exclaimed Noel fiercely. "'Don't draw any erroneous conclusion, man. I mean nothing. I, I say nothing.' "'You're certainly bewitched,' observed Parson Holden, in an undertone to the attorney. "'It was by your advice I entered this house,' thundered Noel, "'and may all the ill arising from it alight on your head!' "'My respected client,' implored Potts. "'I am no longer your client,' shrieked the infuriated magistrate. "'I dismiss you. I will have naught to do with you more. I wish I had never seen your ugly little face.' "'You are quite right, reverend sir,' observed Potts, aside to the divine. "'He is certainly bewitched, or he would never behave in this way to his best friend.' "'My excellent sir,' he added to Noel, "'I beseech you to calm yourself and listen to me. My motive for wishing you to comply with Mistress Nutter's request was this. We were in a dilemma from which there was no escape, my wounded condition preventing me from flight, and all your followers being dispersed. Knowing your discretion, I apprehended that, finding the tables turned against you, you would not desire to play a losing game.' and I therefore counselled apparent submission as the best means of disarming your antagonist. Whatever arrangement you have made with Mistress Nutter is neither morally nor legally binding upon you.' "'You think not?' cried Noel. "'May I become subject to the fiend if I violate my promise?' "'What promise have you made, sir?' 
inquired Potts and Holden together. Well, "'Do not question me,' cried Noel. "'It is sufficient that I am tied and bound by it.' The attorney reflected a little, and then observed to Holden, "'It is evident some unfair practices have been resorted to with our respected friend, to extort a promise from him which he cannot violate. It is also possible, from what he let fall at first, that an attempt may be made to detain us prisoners within this house.' and for aught I know, Master Noel may have given his word not to go forth without Mistress Nutter's permission. Under these circumstances I would beg of you, Reverend Sir, as an especial favour to us both, to ride over to Whaley, and acquaint Sir Ralph Asherton with our situation. As this suggestion was made, Noel's countenance brightened up. The expression was not lost upon the attorney, who perceived he was on the right tack. "'Tell the worthy baronet,' continued Potts, that his old and esteemed friend, Master Roger Nowell, is in great jeopardy. Am I not right, sir? The magistrate nodded. Tell him he is forcibly detained a prisoner, and requires sufficient force to effect his immediate liberation. Tell him also that Master Nowell charges Mistress Nutter with robbing him of his land by witchcraft. No, no, interrupted Nowell, do not tell him that, or you no longer charge her with it. "'Then tell him that I do,' cried Potts, "'and that Master Noel has strangely, very strangely, altered his mind.' "'May I become subject to the fiend if I violate my promise?' said the magistrate. "'Aye, tell him that,' cried the attorney. "'Tell him the worthy gentleman is constantly repeating that sentence. "'It will explain all. "'And now, reverend sir, let me entreat you to set out without delay, "'or your departure may be prevented.' "'I will go at once,' said Holden. As he was about to quit the apartment, Mistress Nutter appeared at the door. Confusion was painted on the countenance of all three. "'Whither go you, sir?' demanded the lady sharply. "'On a mission which cannot be denied, madam,' replied Holden. "'You cannot quit my house at present,' she rejoined peremptorily. "'These gentlemen stay to dine with me.' and I cannot dispense with your company. "'My duty calls me hence,' rejoined the divine. "'With all thanks for your proffered hospitality, I must perforce decline it.' "'Not when I command you to stay,' she rejoined, raising her hand. "'I am absolute mistress here.' "'Not over the servants of heaven, madam,' replied the divine, taking a Bible from his pocket and placing it before him. By this sacred volume I shield myself against your spells, and command you to let me pass. And as he went forth, Mistress Nutter, unable to oppose him, shrank back. End of chapter 10